Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 502. Our guest today on the Not Old Better Show is Fanny Flagg. You all know Fanny Flagg, and you know that her career started in the fifth grade when she wrote, directed, and starred in her very first play titled The Whoopi Girls. It's an amazing career. At age 19, Fanny Flagg was already writing and producing television specials in her hometown of Birmingham, Alabama. At age 20, she went to New York and immediately began writing and acting on Candid Camera and made over 75 appearances on The Tonight Show. Fanny Flagg then went on to distinguish herself as an actress and a writer in television, films, and the theater. She is the New York Times best-selling author of Daisy Fay and the Miracle Man, Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe, The Whistle Stop Cafe Cookbook, Welcome to the World, Baby Girl, Standing in the Rainbow, A Red Bird Christmas, Can't Wait to Get to Heaven, I Still Dream About You, The All-Girl Filling Station's Last Reunion, and The Whole Town's Talking. Fanny Flagg's new book, which is a sequel to her award-winning Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop, is titled The Wonder Boy of Whistle Stop. Fanny Flagg's script for the movie Fried Green Tomatoes was nominated for an Academy Award and the Writers Guild of America Award. And the script won the highly regarded Scripter Award for Best Screenplay of the Year. Fanny Flagg also won the Harper Lee Prize for Fiction. Fanny Flagg loves animals, especially human beings, (laughs) which is good for me, and lives happily in California and Alabama. I'll tell you something for me, the son of a Southerner, my mom was born in the South, being Southern means handwritten thank you notes, caring, self-respect, willing to give, listening, talking, both of which without apology, (laughs) belonging to something. And all women everywhere likely feel many of these things, but perhaps not in the same manner as a Southern belle. Fanny Flagg, a Southern belle, is known as the sassy Southerner who relishes the Southern pastime of laughing through the tears. What a joy it is for me to be speaking to Fanny Flagg today. So please welcome to the Not Old Better Show, Ms. Fanny Flagg. Fanny Flagg, welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. I've been waiting to to talk to you, and um, I just love your program, and I love you, and of course I love your, your audience. (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, they're right there for us. And I, I want to ask you an audience related question. Sure. I, I just I'm so excited. This will be such a fun show to do with you. I think another fun show that my audience is going to remember well is Match Game. That had to be yeah. so much fun for you. Charles Nelson Riley, all of those great. <laughs> <laughs> you must have had a ball. Did Were you having as much fun as we were having with that? You know what? There's a lot of, you know, insincerity uh, sometimes, you know, in, in, in show business mm-hmm. where people will say, oh, yes, I love that person or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really, the truth was, that was probably the best job I ever had because we all got along. And um, you mentioned Charles Nelson, mm-hmm. uh, Riley, mm-hmm. who was mm-hmm. a scream. <laughs> he was one of the funniest, silliest people I've ever known. And Brett Summers was was my best friend, and she was she was a, a delight and a really good friend to me, uh, and all the others, you know, Richard Dawson and mm-hmm. Gene Rayburn, 
And we would go, and and it was like being with just really good friends and being who could be sillier than the next. <laughs> and that's rare. That doesn't happen a lot. You know, um, in in certain shows, you get along with some people, and some people, you know, you think, well, I don't know. Uh, but everybody liked each other, and um, it was it was a fun job. We did it. Uh, it was so strange because we did all five shows in one day, mm. and we do three shows, and then we take a lunch break, which they called a lunch break. We did it at CBS Television City, and uh, at the lunch break, I always made people laugh because I said, you know, the last two shows of the week, Thursday and Friday, were a lot funnier because <laughs> Brett and, and Charles love their martinis, <laughs> and so. <laughs> so at the at uh, the last two, you notice sometimes Charles's toupee would be listing a little to the left. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, it's hard to forget that show. What a wonderful program! And but you know what, Fanny Fleck, I'm remiss. I, I want to make sure because you sound good, and and I'm sure you're doing great. But I want to wish you the best, and I hope your family is all doing well. Everybody's coping well Thanks. with the chaos and the isolation. Are you you good? Very, very good, honey, and thank you for asking. No, everybody's good, and my family, everybody uh, I know, uh, we're doing okay, and and everybody uh, is being very, very careful. We're being very, very. I've been very, very careful. Um, I don't, and I sure don't want to get anything at the last minute. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. waiting for that vaccine. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. wait yep. Yep. because I. I miss not seeing people, I, and um, I'm fortunate enough, Paul, because I live on a golf course, mm. and I can see people, so I wave at them, mm-hmm. and so I can at least see people. I'm not, you know, not too, it's not too bad, but, uh, you know, I'm just um, wishing people the best, and mm-hmm. we we come out of this, and hopefully, I always hope something good will come out of it, and I'm, I know for me, I had I didn't know how much I really liked people until I couldn't see them. <laughs> yeah, right. I agree. <laughs> what Boy. about you? Yeah, Are you well, doing okay? We're doing okay. We're kind of the same, hunkered down. Um, you know, we're kind of trying to take walks, get outside a little bit as best we can yeah. and wave at people yeah. too, because I think we're, we all yeah. kind of need each other. You know, yes. the, the other thing I think we're all needing is just this wonderful sense of perseverance and and storytelling from you and your new book, uh, I want to talk about it, The The Wonder Boy of Whistle Stop, which is a New York Times bestseller. It's just doing so well. I got to ask you, is that kind of an outgrowth of having to stay put during COVID? Are you, you know, I mean, it's a pleasure to visit all those characters again and be back in the oh, cafe. Thanks. What a breath of fresh air. Well, thank you so much. I, um, I'll tell you what it was. I got to the point where uh, I just couldn't look at the news anymore, and everybody was so mad at everybody, and they were just, you know, everybody's so upset and all that. And I thought, well, I just want to go back to a time that I remember where everybody got along and and loved each other and and forgave each other their little, you know, human foibles or whatever. And so I thought, I'm just going to write, go back to a time that I remember. Uh, as a as a you know growing up, and I thought maybe people might want to come back with me, and uh, it was sort of like a vacation from you know everything. And then of course the COVID hit. It was a combination of both, 
and uh, I just felt that people might, you know, need a break uh, from all of the bad news. And um, to be honest, I think I was getting the message um, that there's a lot of stuff on the news saying how bad people were and people are terrible. And, and I thought, well, you know, that's not true. I don't believe that. I believe that's just not true. And somebody's got to remind people that there's still a lot of nice people out there mm-hmm. and people are uh, pulling together and are good. And I think uh, that's what we've got to remember is that we, we are in this world at the same time, and we, we're we all each other have, and so we just better get along if we can. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for all of that. This book, of course, uh, The Wonder Boy of Whistlestop, is a sequel to Fried Green Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Such a great Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistlestop Cafe. Yeah, such a wonderful book. Thank well, you. catch us up. Tell us a little bit about The Wonder Boy of Whistlestop. Well, I was thinking, you know, I was I thought, well... I wonder what happened to all those people. <laughs> and I thought, how can I tell this story? And all I had this, sometimes, uh, Paul, when I write a book, I will start in the middle or do the ending first. But I thought, what? who will the book be about? What, what will I focus on? And I had this vision. I used to ride the train. I loved the trains. Mm-hmm. And when I was very young, I'd ride the trains from... Uh, where I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, I would ride the train from Birmingham to New York City, where I was living at the time. And I would always go past uh, this little town called, um, it, the real town's called Irondale, Alabama, and it's where my aunt had a little railroad cafe, which is actually what the story is based on mm-hmm. in real life. And I remember going past that cafe, and I had this vision of this woman sitting on the train and looking down and seeing this little boy running alongside the train, smiling and waving with a little dog running behind him, waving at the people on the train. And so as she kept going and headed to New York, she turned to her husband and she said, you know, I think that little boy waving back there had one arm. And uh, she was kind of puzzled by that. And every year she'd drive by that on the train um, by the cafe, she'd look down and she'd say, I wonder whatever happened to that little boy with the one arm. And I thought, ah, that's what the story is going to be. Whatever happened to that little boy? Hmm. And then we go into the future and we see that he's now an older man Mm -hmm. living in a retirement home Mm -hmm. and then we go back and find out exactly what happened to his life right and this is buddy you're you're referring to and so that's buddy threadgood buddy who was ruth yeah who was ruth jameson in the movie if you remember the Mm -hmm. little boy lost his arm on the railroad track and uh this is uh what happened to him and the town and all the people that lived there because um, what happened was, and it did happen to all the little railroad towns, when the railroads stopped running uh, as they did and airplane travel and car travel took over, these little towns basically shut down. And um, so this is what happened to the little town, and the story is how, how this little town comes back together many, many years later and uh, how they've kept in touch with one another. And I think that's the theme that I was wanting to put out there because I was feeling that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't know about you, Paul, but when this the COVID first hit, I started getting phone calls from people that I hadn't heard from in so many years. And I think it scared us. And we thought, what's important in our lives? It's our friends. It's people that we knew growing up. And we go, we've got to remain connected because life is fragile. We could lose them. And um, so if anything good can come out of this, I think that we've connected with a lot of people uh, that we would not normally have called. You know, we think, oh, we've got plenty of time. Well, we really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these connections are just so important and so important during this time when we're all we're all isolated almost. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's an interesting point. Buddy, Buddy, not to give too much away here, but Buddy is perhaps being put out to pasture. It's a fancy retirement yes. home. Yes. Are you feeling engaged? Is this a, you're, with your writing and, and all that you do? Is this how you're remaining to be engaged so that you're you're very much a part of the world? Well, um, I, I thank you for that. I uh, try to remain engaged. Mm-hmm. I really, um, you know, I like to keep myself um in 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 the world and try to be of some kind of service you know mm-hmm. and uh, i can't do a lot of things but what i can do you know you're given certain um talents um and i think not to use them is sort of um you know for the betterment of the world and years ago when i first started writing i sort of made a little packed with myself. And I said to myself, I said, you know, I make a a vow with myself that I'm going to try not to put any negativity out in the world and only put positive things out. And maybe that will be a gift to someone who needs it. And if you can do that, um, it makes you feel connected, you know, and I, I have, um, I, I hate to, to, you know, brag on my readers, but they are the best. They're mm-hmm. the nicest people. I get some of the mm-hmm. nicest letters. Mm-hmm. And when I go out to do book signings, you know, uh, people are so sweet and so nice. And I, I know some friends of mine that write, you know, really like political books and whatever, whatever. People will come to the book signings and they're mad at them or whatever. And uh, I don't get that. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that <laughs> because because I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put any more of that out in the world. I just want I just want to remind people that there's a lot of good in the world. Uh, you know, it's not all bad, uh, even though they want you to believe it. I, that I don't believe it. Well, the book is, uh, of course, again the the Wonder Boy of Whistlestop. It is is excellent. Your your writing is wonderful. It's just such a great story. It just flows. We get to learn a little bit about these small towns that you you mentioned, and and even kind of this idea of civic engagement among people. Are are you still learning about people? Are you still learning about small towns? Yes. That that's a big part of yes, this. Yes, uh-huh. yes, I am, and and it's so funny, you know. Uh, we have this concept about the, the little small town, you know, but actually you can create your own little small town in your little 
community. I, I like I said, I live on a in a uh, like a little golf course community, mm-hmm. and I'm on the. <laughs> This will make you laugh. I'm on the homeowners committee, <laughs> and you, if you want to see human nature at, at, its, <laughs> at its best or worst, if you get on a committee, anybody that's ever been on a condo committee or any kind of committee, you go. It is. It's really highly amusing. <laughs> so you do learn, you know, all about people. And I am. Uh, I guess the word would be, you know, I'm, I can't give myself too much of a compliment. Nosy. <laughs> I'm quite interested in other pe- what they're doing and all that <laughs> stuff. So um, I, d- I keep myself connected with my neighbors, and I love my neighbors. I just love them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a good time, and we feel connected. And we had, um, I don't know if you remember, Paul, we here, I live in Santa Barbara, Montecito, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we had terrible things happen. We had oh, the, uh, terrible fires mm-hmm. and mudslides, and as bad as it was, it did bring a lot of people together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really got much closer. All of our neighbors got much closer throughout that, and this is, it's sad uh, but I think it's human nature. Unless there is a drama or some kind of you know, something horrible happening to make us pull together, we, we tend not to, and it's sad that it has to be disasters, but I'm hoping that when we get through this COVID that we can remember, you know, take with us how much we we um, need each other, because we really do, and I, I am not a person that uh, started out that way. Uh, when I was younger, I didn't realize how much I needed other people or how much community, how, how important community is. Uh, and I think you know, honey, that they're finding out that as we get older, uh, we need community even more mm-hmm. and that it, it's now tied to longevity. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, you know, you may not feel like uh, going out with people, but I think uh, you have to look at it now as like this is something like you eat your vegetables and take your vitamins because we we do need socialization with other people to to keep us grounded and and not uh, get isolated and isolation is killing mm-hmm. as you know mm-hmm. it is it's a tragedy and you know my heart mm-hmm. just goes out to to all in these communities that just we do need each other, especially right now, whether it's fires or COVID or any one of a number mm-hmm. of other disasters. It mm-hmm. just, you know, it can bring us together if we look at it. I, I think that's what I in my research of you and in my just kind of observations of, of your career and all that you do. You're such a glass half full person and and you just seem to well, push thanks. through. Yeah, I just I think that's so important. And and and, and what do you say? What, what would you say to our audience to just keep them going? Thank you for that. And I, I, I am, like I say, I am not naturally a, um, I'm sort of a, when, as a younger person, I was kind of depressed and, mm-hmm. and, and not, and didn't appreciate all I had. And I started as I got older, I have to tell you, I love being older. It mm-hmm. is a joy to me. Mm-hmm. And as I get older, I appreciate, I didn't appreciate a lot of stuff that I had and, or, you know, that I was given. And I have learned to wake up in the morning and it's a practice with me. I go through a gratitude list Mm. 
And a lot of people will say, oh, God, I hate getting old. This is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And then I have to remind myself, I because I'm of a certain age, I've lost a lot of people that were my age. And I'm thinking those people would love to have another day on this earth. So for me to wake up and say, oh, this is terrible, uh, uh, would sort of be an insult to them. So I try to, that I, I, that's what I say to myself to make me go, gosh, don't, don't, don't waste this day feeling sorry for yourself. Be happy in this day because it could be your last one every day, every moment. And if you can live like that, I find myself uh, being happier. It's hard to do sometimes, and there are times I can't do it. But if I just wake up and I think, first of all, you say, gosh, I'm glad I woke up. Hey, number one, I can see, I can breathe. Uh, you know, I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> and yeah, you may not. Yeah, I may not. The old thing is like, whatever happened to just getting up out of a chair? Well, yeah. It's true, but, you know, we do have that, and like I say, I I tell you, I have never been happier. Uh, the older I get, the happier I get, so I don't know. Uh, something may be the matter with me, but... Um, <laughs> That's that's what I feel today, Paul. <laughs> well, we're 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 grateful for that, Fatty Flag. I'll tell you because the book, uh, the Wonder Boy of Whistle Stop. I just think this is the perfect book to read if if we're if we're Thank feeling you. overwhelmed or depressed. This book will yeah. brighten your day and it just make you feel happy. It just brings back so many of those memories. So, I, I got to ask you a final question. You kind of describe yourself sometimes as a short story writer, but these novels are just so wonderful. You have another novel coming, more short stories, TV. What what's ahead for Fanny Flag? Well, that's the good news. I have no idea. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? That's, that's I don't. Good, yeah. There's, I'll tell you. There's been uh, they they may be doing uh, Fried Green Tomatoes uh, as a sequel on mm-hmm. television mm-hmm. with Reba McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Won't that be but, great? But of course, the COVID put that, and there's a possibility of doing a couple of. Um, I wrote a book called A Red Bird Christmas. Mm-hmm, they may be mm-hmm. doing that as a film. Yeah, and then I uh, wrote another book that they may be doing as another film. But, of course, this is Hollywood. You know, a lot of talk, no do. But anyhow, <laughs> uh, so I'm not – I don't know what I'll be doing next. Um, but um, I'm 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 up for it, whatever it is. <laughs> and, you know, and, um, you know, I don't know – uh, about another book at this point, but then, you know, I have to be honest with you, Paul, um, I've retired about six times. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's like, I feel like Frank Sinatra in the farewell tour, you know, the last farewell tour, you know, but, but, um, so I'm not, I, I used to say, oh, this is my last book, but I, I can't say that because I'm not in charge of what's going to happen next, you know? It's good to be old and you're, you're just, it you, is. And Paul, you're so thank young, you, sweetheart, for what, for what you do. You do such a great job for people and I appreciate you so much. Well, thank you, Fanny Flag. We're going to look forward to talking to you again. The book again is The Wonder Boy of Whistle Stop. Good job. Congrats on everything. And please stay healthy, Thanks. Fanny Flag. Y- you too, honey. Love to everybody. Thanks. Bye. Thank Bye-bye. My thanks to Fanny Flag for joining us today. 
You'll find links to Fanny Flagg's books and all other Fanny Flagg work in the show notes today. But please enjoy Fanny Flagg's new book, The Wonder Boy of Whistlestop. And please stay safe. Please, everyone, practice smart social distancing and remember to talk about better than that old better show. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>